You're listening to Say So Collective by Shay, Amina, and Yvette. Here you'll get honest conversation about life, career, and everything in between from your favorite millennial influencers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the final episode of season one of season one. (laughs) There will be more. Yeah, this is crazy. I feel like time has flown by, which is blowing my mind. Um, What is 2022? I don't know if that is even an actual year because I feel like it was just January and now it's literally going to be um, Christmas soon. So, but... (laughs) Yeah, this is our final episode for season one. And so we're so grateful that you guys have stuck with us this long. And, you know, season two is soon incoming. So be ready for that. But, you know, in the meantime, we will have stuff going on, you know, across the the socials and on the Internet. So be sure to be following along with us. But let's get right into this episode. We are going to be talking about (laughs) everyone's favorite topic, staying sane on social media. Because we love it so much. <laughs> Some so people much. might say throw it all away, but we have tips. We, Honestly, I'm, sometimes I'm jealous when I have I have friends who don't have socials. I'm just like, wow, what is that life? How does that make you feel? What do you do? What is your, like, I always want to know. What is your life? How in a good way. No, yeah, in, a good in a good way. way. Yeah. No, like, truly. How are you operating? How are you con- staying connected? Like, I have questions. I have questions too. I have a friend who I remember when we were in college, you know, Facebook was the thing. She didn't have a Facebook. And I would always be like, you don't have Facebook? But I mean, the girl was fine, but she didn't have Facebook. Still alive, still out here. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just always found it so shocking because, you know, when I was able to get social media, fun fact, I didn't have MySpace growing up. That's just. What? You didn't have a top eight? I know. I I told her that. (laughs) Yeah. I did not have MySpace mainly because. You weren't allowed. I wasn't allowed. And sure, I could have definitely been a little rebel. But here's the thing. The reason not to have one is if you're not allowed. (laughs) If I would have gotten one, my mom would have figured it out. Trust me, the the woman had like a sixth sense. So I was just like, you know what? I don't have time for that. I'd rather just not have one because she figured out somebody else had one in my family. And it was Mm. not a good thing. So (laughs) I said I was a year older on mine. Every just Uh. one year. Just one? Yeah. Why not five? I, I just wanted five to. Five years I feel like, go bigger, go home. I <laughs> you're going to lie I your really age. wanted to be the year above <laughs> the year I was. I okay. don't know why, but I just wanted to. I had a lot of friends that were in the year above me. So mm. I was like, if only I were born in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me right now. <laughs> I had it all. I had Facebook in high school, and then I had my, high school. Mm-hmm. Because you could have as long as you had a college ID. I mean, a college email. Oh, I think I had in my senior year. And I was like, like towards the end of my Facebook, senior year. You didn't but get I was Facebook a year, until but, senior year because that's when I had my college email. Oh, well, I, I was got, in like dual credit. You know, how you can take college uh, classes before. Okay. No, it changed after a certain point because I remember I got it my freshman year of high school. I, I eighty nine. I graduated high school in 08. Mm. Yeah, I graduated oh eight. Oh. When did oh, you graduate? You did? Technically, I graduated in 2010, but I graduated in 2009. Oh, so you'd have been. So I had it and yeah, it was like I didn't start taking college classes to my junior year in high school. Oh, okay. So then you did have a... Mm-hmm. So I had it a college changed because I got it in 2007. So they changed okay. the rules around then. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I did oh. get it with my regular... It did used to only be for... It was college College only. and then the high school or certain Interesting. Because mm-hmm. I went on a spring break trip. Was that in 07? Yeah, it was in 07. 
And everyone was like, make sure you put them on Facebook and tag us. I was like, what is that? Yeah. I, so then I go back to look at my Facebook photo albums. You know, it shows like, yeah, like had high school albums on there. Like that was a thing. Oh. Um, but then MySpace too. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I had to have both. But it was it was different. It Facebook was different. It felt like more mature. It did. You know, you're an adult on that. I app. liked how it was set up better back then. Same. Your wall. Oh, right. Your wall. It was so much your better. Your status. Yeah. It was cuter. Now it's just, eh. But It's overwhelming. <laughs> MySpace was obviously where it was at because you could put music and you could be a vibe and change your mood and yeah. be like really change messy. Change your background. And say like, you're not my friend anymore. Bottom of my eight list. <laughs> like, oh, it was great times. Who's my best friend this week? Yeah, that's really <laughs> She's funny. my number one now. <laughs> but you see that then social media was like, <laughs> I don't want to say fun. I feel like social media. It, it was innocent. It was innocent. It was, it was yes. well, innocent in, in nature. It was not. There was never a point right, no. probably where yeah. it was innocent. But, but we were really just having fun with it with no expectation that it would, you know, take us anywhere. Right, but obviously now, now it's just for the vibes. Yeah, fast not forward. for the vibes. It is fourteen, <laughs> fifteen years later. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a lot of people use it for business related for things. Business. I think people still have their personal pages, which I always am like. When people have finstas, I'm like, love it. Yeah. You know, have your own personal page for you. But you know, a lot of people do use it for business, whether you're a small business, obviously these corporations, people like us who are influencers, content creators. So yeah. it's 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 an interesting landscape now, and I feel like. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> I, I just had a moment with social media, so I feel like I'm not even in. <laughs> I can give the proper advice. Well, so I'm like, what? What is your relationship with social media? And maybe yeah. let's talk about like how it started and then how it sort of evolved. I think what you just said, Shay, that it's a business now. You have to think about like, are you saying at your job? Because that's where you're. This is your job. So are you saying? online. It's the same thing, you know? So obviously in the beginning, it was cute. We were posting photos. I Do remember. you feel like you were always like had a healthy relationship with it? Like in did the it beginning, ever stress you out or? It stresses me out. It started stressing me out when they changed the algorithm, which I think a lot of people started From chronological? Stressed. From chronological. Yeah. I was like, what is this? That's I when it like, all. That's when it went downhill. But in the beginning, it was still just cute. You can post whatever when I look back at the old, old, old photos, I'm like, wow, we were posting food. We were posting our hands. We were just posting a piece of a table. And we're like, cute. Palm <laughs> trees. Palm trees. Now <laughs> it's like everything is just so, you know, it's just so much more work where it was just like you can post whatever. It's on your phone. Um, and then Instagram was like, no, now we don't want anybody to see your posts. Let's make it where you have to be posting something very interesting. And so then it kind of made people go out of their way to take more interesting photos and not just what they wanted to take, but like, let me make it good for the algorithm. And yeah, I think you that have was, to like curate experiences now. Yeah, and I think that's the start of the pressure for everyone online because it mm -hmm. went from just being casual and cute to an experience. If I'm not getting like, an experience from your page, your page is not good. Mm -hmm. To the but algorithm. Not only, yeah, like you're just not going to see it because we're yeah. going to push it down into the depths of internet hell. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so then that goes to say you're always thinking about like, now what can I do to make it exciting? How can I make this interesting? How can I make the algorithm love me? And you're on that journey every day. And Performing for the algo. When you think about it, it's like, it's your boss. So it's like, how do I make my boss appreciate me today? How's my boss going to love me today? You, I hate how, that. It's that. So what, am I going to do this and he's going to reward me? 
Mm. It's your job. Performative. Performative. That's where we're, that is where we That's are. Interesting. So when, when you, you say like sane, that. yeah, it's like, this is my job as a business. I don't know if you guys had to read the book 1984 in school. Mm. It was mm, by, I don't even remember that? the author, but it was that concept did. of big brother is watching. Yes. And Me. yeah, I, it, the reference is still like used more than people actually read oh, the book, George but Orwell. it's very, yeah, it's still very similar to that where it's like, you are kind of trying to operate you know, when you are posting online for this, you know, big brother where it's like, oh, if I use these sounds and if I do this and if I do this and this is a trending thing, then hopefully my work will be appreciated. And it's actually ridiculous, but it's literally that is what it is. Yeah. Mm. It shouldn't be. No. But when we can throw away around the word should all day long, but at the end of the day, like, you know, the the standards are high because the algorithm's requirements changed. Yeah. And now, since it is a job and it is a lot of people's business right. and where they operate um, and how they get paid and, you know, that's their income, you now, you have to treat it as such. And if that's your, what you're doing online, some people obviously are just posting and living their best casual lives. But if you're using it as your job... And making money from it, you have to say, okay, this is now just my job. And do I want to continue to make money on this app or not? Mm -hmm. And how do you stay sane doing that? Yeah. And also maintain the, the main part, which was staying, you know, connected to your community and making a difference for people who, you know, you connect with and feel close to or have something to share that would be helpful for them. There's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of layers to it. Yeah. It's also like being in, like, if we're going to use it as the boss, it's like seeing all your coworkers yes. get praised and you're just like. That's exactly what hmm. it is. <laughs> I don't seem to be getting any type of acknowledgement. Ooh. And so. It, well, I'm the kid at work that takes a lot of personal wellness days <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes I need them. But my relationship with social media is a little bit different because I started off, you know, same like bright eyed, bushy tail, and hopeful in the early 2000s. And I actually experienced internet bullying at a very like younger point in it that made me sort of retreat a little bit. So it did make me a little bit more private and understand the need to have a little bit more privacy online um, very early before social media was really a thing. But on Facebook, I was like, oh, maybe there should be a limit of what I'm sharing instead of just like having fun and casually, you know, posting everything just for funsies, like it seemed like everybody else was at the time. And that did make it even scarier for me when I did decide like, okay, I actually do like and value the concept of social media in like 2015, 2016, when people were sharing more on Instagram, there were more communities. Periscope was the first like live oh streaming God. thing. Periscope. And this was around the time where I was starting my natural hair journey. So I was like, even though I'm really like terrified of putting myself back out there again. I'm going to because this is something that I actually like really enjoy and a way that I can help other people who are maybe going through the same thing as me. And 
started sharing that way, but I always felt like a sense of needing a boundary there from the start. And I wasn't as like keen to sharing everything about my life just because I had already like experienced a negative aspect of that. So I always sort of had like a foot kind of planted out the door just to make sure that I stayed safe and stayed sane because you can easily get sucked into it. It's very easy to do. And even though, you know, hopefully the majority of your community is positive, but there are still some people out there who are just here to troll and, you know, spread bad vibes. But I think with that, like I had a love for it for sharing like art and my love of photography and video. And it was a fun expression form. But like we said, as things kind of started to change and it was like, oh, I didn't know I would have the opportunity to work with brands that I love and share and tell everybody about in my spare time for free on the street (laughs) (laughs) and friends or like things that I'll just go out and buy and try. And I'm like, oof, don't use that waxing kit that now you can do online. So it it was a really fun thing to do, but I think I just also was really afraid to like go all in with it, which is why I kept my corporate job for a long time and I just didn't want to to go all in with it. I think for such a long time and I feel like I'm still kind of there where it's like I'm there but not every single day and I do have a little bit of a fear of crossing over into the every single day and being like fully immersed in it, even though I know that it can be advantageous in so many ways to do that. I really love to have the separation between like my personal life, my friendships, my just boundaries that I've set because it makes me feel like I have a little more balance. But do you have a little bit more balance? Do you really truly feel sane? I think in the times where I haven't felt that, it is when I was trying to show up in there more. And it was 2020 when I started to have like a lot more work. That was like the spurt of, I think for a lot of Black creators, we finally got the visibility that, you know, we had always been working and putting out good work, but now there was more visibility. And so there were more opportunities to to partner. They were just, you know, your things were being, the algorithm was like, oh, maybe people do want to see them. (laughs) 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 So that, yeah, there was that. And so with that, I was like, okay, I got to show up on here. I got to perform. I want to make sure that, you know, the quality of my work is at the standard that I also have for myself and the level of work that I want to put out, but also now for this evolving machine, And so as I was doing that and trying to keep up with that consistency there, that is when my sanity was like, Mm -hmm. SOS, we need help. Please set boundaries. Please say no. Please put up some kind of wall here. And I was really not listening for a while. You saw that happening. Mm -hmm. And I was like unraveling. (laughs) And then (laughs) it, it wasn't really until... Christmas break of 2020 when I went to Kenya and I was like, this is the month that I'm taking off. So I didn't accept any work that was work for December. And I had done all of my work that was like November, but it was still going to go live in December. And so I still had to post all of this stuff. 
<laughs> so I had spent like weeks, like batching everything, submitting everything, making sure it was ready. I had my whole like schedule and everything planned out for December, but then I actually had to go online and engage when I'm just trying to soak up my family time. I had not seen my family in well over a year because of the pandemic, also because having an international family. And so I was like, I'm just trying to be home and like soak in all the love and good energy and just be with my people and unplug. Like, I don't want to post what I'm doing, where I'm at. And I had to like post these ads. <laughs> and it's not to say that I didn't love the products that I was talking about that I don't use it. Like I loved everything that I was sharing, but it was the requirement of me to actually show up, engage, write, you know, just be in front of my screen during this time that I really just needed to be with my family and be unplugged. And like, I just did not need any more screen time, but I didn't really sleep and I was in a different time zone. Kenya is 11 hours ahead mm. of LA mm -hmm. at that time. So I would just like, okay, I'll just stay up until five and post these things and answer all my emails. And it was so unhealthy. I did not have an assistant. It was really just like my management and me tag teaming this really stressful time. And I was like, I cannot work like this. And if I am breaking my back and sacrificing my mental health for anything, this is not what I would want mm -hmm. to be for. Mm -hmm. So boundaries, <laughs> I know that was like a big unload, but I also, I mean, it's true. Like yeah. I didn't feel like I had the unhealthiness until it was like losing sleep over it and, you know, just meeting the demands and fulfilling obligations that I, I felt that I had. And after that point, I really burnt out. Mm. Dang. Damn. <laughs> dang. Was that an overshare? No, no, no. it was fine. <laughs> I'm just like, dang. That's a lot. It was. Yeah, I didn't realize you were staying up. I mean, the time difference is definitely... That to me, sense. I felt like it worked as an advantage. I really, but I had so much energy there because I felt so good just to be with my family mm -hmm. that I felt like I had some sort of like limitless energy at that time. So I was like, I, I know this stuff needs to be done, but I'm still going to be present with my family here. So I'm going to make it work. But it was, it was a lot. It did not feel good. Mm -mm. Damn. I can only imagine. And yeah. that was at that time that we also had like agreed to have that additional work. And I was like, this isn't going to work for me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Because I had everything yeah. else. And I was yeah. like, I know I'm going to drop no. the ball on this. And I knew I should have said no, but you I did. didn't. You did. Remember, mm. I remember this conversation like, you can make now. It work, just hire a. No. 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 Dang. I mean, that's this is a good lesson to be like truly knowing your what limits. What your limits are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because. It's just not a. It's just not even worth it. Like the money, it's just like it's not worth it when you're stressed out and you're tired and you're mentally exhausted and you don't even you don't get to enjoy the money that you made. It's like I'm just stressed all the time. <laughs> or the experiences around you. Like I don't want to be living to share experiences. I want to be able to share things that are helpful and that you know can be encouraging and things like that. But not at the expense of like being able to share like love with the people around me who are in my 
breathing space yeah. that I love and want to, you know, enjoy time with. So I like, if you're with me, especially on vacation, like my phone is nowhere in sight. I can spend yeah all the time away from my phone. I don't want to edit videos. I don't want to do, I don't want to do anything. And in today's world, it's like, that's very lazy creator behavior. But for me, it's like, this is my form of mental health and I'm not going to be posting every day. Yeah. Mm. At least right now, it's just not something that I can give and also feel like, oh, I feel like I'm breathing well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't struck that balance yet. So I love seeing other people do it. And that's why I'm like very much so like in awe of how people really are like making making it all work and showing up on all the platforms and being consistent and killing it. But I know that I don't have the infrastructure to make that happen right now. And instead of beating myself up, it's like, it, this is just a limitation that I have right now. And I'm still going to put out work that I feel proud of. And I'm still going to DM people and be available as much as I possibly can. But when the limit is there, I'm, I'm offline. Yeah. I don't think it's humanly possible for anybody to show up on every app. There's just no way. Um, Some people fully. are doing it. They're not doing it. Somebody's oh. doing it for them. Oh, correct. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way that one person can be on every app. Right. Fully. You have to have a team. You have to, yeah. And somebody's now running your apps. Like yeah. I, I heard the other day, yesterday, actually, this girl was saying that this person who does credit score repairs, she is on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and she goes live on all three platforms at the same time. So she has three phones and she sets them all up and then she goes live all at the same time. So she only has to say the information one time. Smart. And I was like, wow, that is actually genius. Wow. Yeah. And she literally just sits there, has them all in her little three point, and it's like, all right. And it's literally going live on all of them. I was like, you know what? I love that. If that isn't smart, I don't know what is. Because trying to take this information and put it on this app and then like just repurpose repurposing it. Repurposing mm-hmm. and like that's too much work. And it's just a lot where she's like, look. All these apps reward you for going live. I'm going to just go live on all y'all <laughs> at <Well>, one time. <laughs> Love that for her. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to the unlocking the sanity part of it. Because I don't think we, I think we've just gotten to the things that can drive you insane. But I think, yeah, the boundaries. I think the boundaries and finding systems that actually work for you, not systems that work for somebody else. And you're trying to now implement them for you because you see how they work for somebody else. Something that works for you in your schedule and how you want to show up and how often do you want to show up? Because showing up every day is not a requirement. Some people just say that you have to, but it's not because there's profiles that are successful that don't show up every day. So finding what works for you, if showing up twice a week works for you on however many platforms it is, then that's great. And finding out how you're going to do that twice a week. And not being like, well, this person goes live every day or she posts every day and she does this. So now I have to. Like, that's just, that's not what you can do. You can't do it. And so, like, not beating yourself up for said thing and doing what truly works for you and finding that out. Yeah. And sometimes delegating, you know, takes time. You have to get through some limiting beliefs that you might have. You might have to learn how to project manage a little bit better whatever it is, but there are some things that might be hurdles for you that aren't hurdles from somebody else who maybe seems like they cracked the code and vice versa. Like, so it's not really 
there's no point in beating yourself up. It's just meeting yourself where you are and seeing like, okay, this is how we can process improve today in a month and the end of the year, you know, and set goals that are actually achievable rather than trying to dive all in and like adopt somebody else's structure and, and plan when you don't know what the behind the scenes really looks like. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. None of us know how people's structure looks. We just see little snippets online mm -hmm. and then we feel like, okay, we're going to do this because that's how they're doing it. And we don't really know how they're doing it. We don't see how much time they put in at night, in the morning, whatever, like how much sleep do they get? We don't know what they do. Maybe they have their relationship. Maybe they're not like, there's so many factors that go into how somebody is showing up somewhere that none of us really know. So we're just seeing the finished results and we feel like we have to do what they do and we don't even know what they do. <laughs> like, cause I've, I'm guilty of being like, Oh, this person has this fi figured out. And I'm like, but I don't even know their background. Yeah. Like how much help do they have? And it's great when you find creators that really share like their true help and their process. I love it because then you're like, oh, oh, okay, so I'm not the problem. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, and now that makes sense how this person does this thing. And this is great because I don't feel away now. Yeah. <laughs> no Inadequate. Way. Yeah. Where, wow. I mean, I don't follow too many creators that have a team, I have like a few of them, but one YouTuber that I follow who has a team and in particular her mom. And I'm always like, there's not a soul online that is not this black. I will say that. Let's just call it what it is. She's a black woman and her mom helps her out. And I don't know any other creators that has their mom that hands-on that is African American. And I think that's so impressive because that's just not something that our community has. And to see that I'm like, that is a whole different level of help. Because if you can get and your, it allows you to scale. It allows you to achieve so, so much, much more. Because this, the person who knows you best is helping you do this thing and has their like a hundred percent intentions with you. Where you see other people and it's like, I don't even, I wouldn't even trust my manager. I'm not even gonna be honest because you're taking a cut from me in a different kind of way, and I don't know how much you really care about me. Mm. But I do know my mama <laughs> loves me. You know, and will is looking out for me. So I'm like, that's beautiful to see. But how many people have that? Mm. you know yeah. mm -hmm. and then I'm like wow you're so successful but look why I mean I see why you're successful you have great help mm -hmm. you know and so we're all going crazy like I want to be like this person and they're doing this but I'm like we all don't have that scenario yeah like, my mom doesn't even live in the state <laughs> and I know for a fact <laughs> she would not be helping you do this thing she would not mm. love her but I know she's like girl I'm not doing that like she's just not so I'm like well that's nice for you but I, that's just not going to be my yeah. scenario and knowing that I'm okay with that and there's mm -hmm. no reason to you like know? beat yourself up it's just having the awareness and it's like okay that's yeah. not my situation so what can what can I do work? yeah what what can I control posting once or twice a week <laughs> Shay, what goes. do you what do you have to say? I feel like I don't really have much to say, and I feel kind of bad because <laughs> don't ever feel bad. Um, I've just been sitting here listening because you guys are saying some good stuff. But I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not happy with social media right now, and so I can't really give advice on how to stay sane because I feel like I'm barely hanging on by a thread. <laughs> if we're going to be completely honest, which I think is honest. again being very self aware. It's one of those situations where both you guys said like it's work, so kind of looking at it that way but also knowing that this work sort of impacts livelihood just a bit and I think that is what throws me off with it it's just like I don't like the feeling I mean I felt this way I feel this way with any type of job to be completely honest but when I feel like this job is like 
you know, determining how I react, determining how I feel, determining what I can and cannot do, it becomes very like stifling. And I kind of talked to my sister about it. Love her. God bless her. I mean, she's, she's always told me, she was like, you know, I feel like, you know, there's other stuff you can do. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, you. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, I think now I'm in a position where it's like there's only so many times where you deal with something and you're like, okay, after so many tears that are cried, shed, what? Whatever. <laughs> you start to kind of reevaluate. So I think I'm in a reevaluating position right now, which is a little uncomfortable, honestly. And so how to stay sane? I don't know. I literally do not have the tools <laughs> because clearly I'm also trying to figure it out. I mean, I think one thing for me is like, I mean, obviously people take breaks off of social media. So we all say that like, oh, take a break, but then you come back on it. And yep. then it's like, all right, I'm taking the breaks and I feel good when I take the break, but then I have to come back on eventually and I'm still feeling some type of way. I mean, I know I mentioned this in another episode, but I'm very liberal with my mute button. Look at I'll mute you and not out of hate or anything it's literally out of my own self i'm like i just can't look at your stuff right now and not that i'm not happy for you or not that i'm not excited that you get these opportunities as like fellow creators now this is very specific but even if you're not even if you're just on there as like a you know a regular app where it's not a business you know regular people you can see people doing other stuff and you can still feel like well damn what am i doing wrong or what am i not doing and so i guess my one piece of advice mute people I mean, they don't know that you mute them because it's silent. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go as far as unfollowing them unless they're super impacting, you know, like I definitely have unfollowed people just because different stages of life. Sometimes you're like, I no longer relate to what you're talking about. Kind of don't care anymore. And you unfollow them, which is totally fair. I always encourage people. I'm like, if you need to unfollow me, (laughs) please go ahead. It's it's not not personal. It's literally not personal, but. Yeah, I think that's my, honestly, one solo piece of advice. And this is just me being very honest and transparent. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I hate that I'm trying to figure it out, honestly. I feel like part of me is like, "Mm, it should be figured out by now. But I know that's just my own internal. That's just how I am. I like things to be figured out. And so not knowing or having like the answers as to how I can better manage is what gets me in these like funks of like, well, what the hell, girl? You've been doing this for so long. Like, you should now be able to handle it. I know people say, like, no, you know, you can figure it out. It's okay. It's okay. And I know that. Like, I know it's okay. But it's still just, like, it's still there. So, yes, I don't really have too much to say. I'm listening to everything you guys are saying. You know, obviously, I don't want to be negative Nancy over here, Debbie Downer. No. But that is my honest feeling right now with social media. I'm not the biggest fan of it. But I'm trying my hardest. So. You know, and if you feel it, that means that you are not alone because literally all of us, I mean, it's why it's a topic that we're talking about because we have all experienced this. And I think that it's really just kind of establishing like, what do you need? What makes you feel like, you know, this feels good or this doesn't feel good. And when something starts to not feel good, maybe there'll be a season again where it does and where you feel like, oh, this is starting to feel fun again. But you have to, you know, feel that out as you go. And I do think that it's a privilege, like when it 
is a job where like sometimes you can take a step back because some people feel like they can't, but you can always take a step back from something that's not making you feel good. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to believe that. I started to go to um, therapy last year and it's been over a year since I've been going, but it really helped me just establish more confidence in what I'm needing and listening to it and how to to honor it by saying no more, setting boundaries and not feeling bad about them. And, you know, everybody's going to have some different inner work that they need to do to like understand why it might be hard for them to do that. But it really helps you like tap back in with what feels like aligned with you. And maybe there's a time when social media just doesn't feel that way. And in those times, I'm like, well, if this is what I need, and if this completely like backfires for me on whatever end it backfires, like then it's probably not meant to be because the alternative is being unhappy and feeling like this is not good for me, but I still have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a compromise that I'm willing to make. And I believe that we have more abundance in our life than to do things that make us feel shitty. We have it available to us if we believe that. So it's just starting to understand like what that looks like. And maybe that does look like doing things a little bit differently. Or maybe that looks like, okay, what's what makes this fun and what helps me shut this off when I don't need to be consuming the negativity. And yeah, I think like doing those steps and like actively knowing that that was something that I wanted to focus on and knowing what my limitations were with why it was hard for me to say no you just start to realize like, okay, this is something that can work all around. And it's just like, um, yeah, just kind of taking back control to feel good. Valid. Fair. I feel like, what are you about to say, Amina? I'm like, I'm always rooting for therapy. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) The end of every episode, go to therapy. (laughs) Um, I mean, it is. I'm sure it obviously helps you understand like where a lot of the feelings are coming from. Yeah. And, you know, you don't that if that's not even available to you or if it's not something that you're ready for, because I put it off for a while also, but like even starting with just journaling and seeing what comes up for you on a regular basis and make it a dedicated time the same way that therapy is a dedicated time. For me, it's like an hour a week, but some people might benefit from doing like 10 minutes of journaling a day or whatever. Like you said, your five minute journal, just to like tap in with yourself and see like, "Mm, this isn't feeling good and I don't have to not feel good. Yeah. I mean, what I, a tip from me, what I tried to do recently is obviously it's easier said than done, but consume less. I've been seeing like, I saw a post, I'm not sure where I saw it. I want to say it might've been Instagram, but it said, are you the creator? Are you the consumer? And And then it was like a breakdown of what that should look like. And I say should in quotes because, you know, everybody has their own opinion. But the post said, I think it was written by a woman, that, you know, if you are the creator, the amount that we're consuming should be a lot less because Mm -hmm. we should be coming up with the ideas and not feeling like, oh, I'm doing these ideas based off what I've seen and like Mm -hmm. all these different things. And obviously we all know like consuming makes us feel a way when we see a lot of people doing something that we want to do and like different things like that. And I thought that was really important for me because I know that happens sometimes when I'm scrolling too much. So 
a lot of days I don't really scroll on Instagram. The most I do is watch stories and I don't feel bad about stories because stories feel personal. So I'm like, okay, I'm just into somebody's life. Like that's cute. When I start getting on the feed, I don't know what it is. I don't like it as much. I just feel like Sometimes I don't like what I see. I'm not yeah. really sure 100% where it's coming from. It just it depends on how I feel maybe that week or that day. But I don't consume as much Instagram scrolling anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I take like a lot of moments off of TikTok in particular. And I realized that because for me, TikTok is not something that I feel like I have again in quotes excelled at. So when I get on there, I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And no matter what what I'm seeing, I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed. So I just exit out. And so I will go like a month without being on there. And I'm just like, okay, this is just where I am right now because I don't want to feel like I'm pressured to now post on this app right now. And I spend a lot of my time just scrolling on Twitter because nobody's selling me anything on Twitter. Uh, Twitter just feels like somewhere where people are just voicing their opinions. And I can deal with that opposed to seeing people live their best life visually on other apps. So I've been like, okay, Consume less, consume less, create more. And I'm like, post and walk away from the app. I like that. That's a really good tip. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And then obviously in the mornings and at night, like trying to have a routine around when I'm opening my phone and getting on the apps. Like I can get on my phone and as an adult in my 30s, the first thing I do is check my emails. But (laughs) I'm like trying not to even do that because I'm like, girl, you're like, okay, what email did I get? And that's also another thing. But Mm. trying to find new ways to not start my day with the phone and not end my day with the phone. So, I mean, again, that's another process, but that's kind of what's been helping me. I will will say in the last two weeks, because in particular, the last two weeks, I was just feeling, feeling really overwhelmed with socials and how I felt like I should show up. And so now I'm like, you know what? I don't need to see this right now. And I post and go about my business, but I feel good about yeah. it. Like I feel currently. like that helps with consistency too, because you, you feel like you're just, you're doing, you're showing up, but you're not feeling like you have to do any kind of comparing with it yeah. or, you know, what's everybody else up to. It's just like, I'm doing my job and checking out. And I'm checking out. Yeah. yeah. It really does feel like that. Cause I'm like, we're clocking in and clocking out whatever that time looks like for us. And I feel really good about it. And so that's kind of a little tip, I guess. Yeah, that's you know, It's interesting because even on the times where I'm like, you know, I'm not posting, like I still work every day. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's also just like you said, I think having a routine and figuring out like what cadence works. And that's kind of still something that I've been trying to figure out what works best. But yeah, like just knowing that it's going to take some time and not comparing is just being mindful of that. And when you do start to compare and it feels negative, shut it down. Yeah. Oh, I also, another thing is I have not had notifications on my phone for any social media for at least four years, three or four years. Somebody DMs me. I have no idea. Somebody likes my, I have no, no idea unless I check into that little heart notification thing on the Instagram app. Like I, I get zero notifications. Same with email. Sorry, but yeah. Cause it, I want to be in control of when I'm being pinged. Yeah. Yeah. That's I like the that same. Actually. actually, I did that a couple years ago and I was Good. like, why didn't I do this sooner? Isn't it great? Um, yeah. I will also say this is outside of the creator aspect, but just like in general with social media and we're flooded with news of bad stuff happening. That is also, also equally really overwhelming. Hard. Yeah. Um, 
Those days Whether, I'm like, I don't have you know, anything more important to say than this thing that needs to be paid attention to right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think as just regular people, not even creators, just literally humans on this earth, um, it's easy to kind of get, I don't know what the proper word would be for this, but to get overwhelmed by, you know, seeing constant bad news. And so, I mean, obviously you could do whatever you need to do to like filter that. And can, there's possible ways to still be aware without necessarily consuming like doom and gloom. Like I was on Twitter yesterday and I'm upset that I even went through this lady's thread because it instantly made me feel so scared about living. <laughs> I was like, why? I, I saw that same thread. You know, do I feel so nervous? And it was, you know, around Miss Miss Rona. Yeah, and, okay, I saw that too. It was very You know, scary. somebody responded there like, I totally understand that you're trying to put the message out there. But she was like, you know, you have to under- understand that people deal with anxiety and like, this is very scary. And she was like, well, there's no other way to like put it without people not taking it seriously. And I'm like, I understand that too. Obviously, there's different ways to say different things. Like people are going to take it seriously or not take it seriously. We have clearly seen that in the last two years. But oh my goodness, like it was like a 20 long or 20 tweet long thread where it was just like, and I kept reading it. Yeah, because <laughs> I now just kept you're scrolling and scrolling. It, I'm like, oh, send it to me. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me read, read, read. And then I finally got to the bottom and literally I felt this wave of like, we're all going to die. Oh, <laughs> that's what basically no. she said. That's no, yeah, said. that's what it felt like. And it was just like, and then it had me thinking about everything else. I was just like, okay, that. And then, you know, everything has been going on politically and just like, you know, us as humans, like we're in all these like, big crowds and you know I was with my sister yesterday at the movie theater and I some we're in a bookstore and some young person was shouting and all of us stopped because he just went like ah and everybody just paused and looked and I was just like is this our life (laughs) now and then when you go back on social media you start reading all that stuff again it becomes this real weird cycle of like overwhelm doom and gloom so tip to stay insane in that particular (laughs) Yeah. And also like start hearting your favorite accounts that like inspire you and make you feel good, like that are just those feel good accounts. So Instagram actually does have this feature that I appreciate that is your favorite. So it's just a little star. I wish it could keep you on that every time you open the app, but you do have to click over to it, unfortunately, for now. Yeah, Yeah, the favorites. So um, my favorites, I just have like my immediate friends who I always want to see like winning and being cute and support them. But also I think that it would be good to add those like motivational accounts that just like feed your spirit with something positive so that if you do only want to scroll through a timeline, that's just people you love and people that make you feel, you know, inspired, do that and just focus on that tab of your feed and not like the unsolicited, you know, out. I actually think Twitter has something like that of too. They do have a yeah. yeah. Oh, do they? they That's do. good. I think, so. I think it's recent. Yeah. So I think that, you know, using those tools can definitely be helpful because we don't need to be consuming that information. And, you know, no other generation of people have had to consume the amount of negative yeah. bad news that we have to at the rate yeah. that we do. And so it does have a like physical impact on our mental health that is tangible. You can see it in all the statistics that are happening right now. So be really very fragile with your mind and your consumption patterns because 
it, it does affect you. So mm, yeah, yeah. And nobody's not only motivational. Funny, funny is great. I know oh, funny TikTok too. Makes yeah, you feel sometimes like overwhelmed. But, but as a creator, not right. as somebody who's just consuming but funny things. Honestly, TikTok is my place when, where I'm like, I'm like, let, um, let me see I things that are less just, serious. Yeah, TikTok is not to be all TikTok, TikTok, but it is actually a good little resource if you want funny. And if you are able to remove your from your mind, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not in creator mode. Because a lot of times when I go on TikTok, I'm not in creator mode. I'm just like, I'm just here to literally scroll. When I'm on Instagram, I'm in creator. Like, okay, I'm here for a specific reason. But and like you said with Twitter, same. Granted, outside of the doom and gloom tweets, there are those tweets where I'm mm-hmm. like, this is hilarious. Or, you know, black Twitter where it's just like, wow, this is a community of people. I don't know who you are, but we're all laughing at like different lived experiences. And so, I mean... I know we're saying all this, social media is not necessarily inherently bad, but with any type of movement, technology, things have their good and they have their bad. Whether you're on the creator side, business side, or whether you're just a regular old person on social media consuming, there's obviously different ways to get overwhelmed, whether you're working or just like looking at people's posts. Or even you could be overwhelmed by, you know, your favorite creators too. You're like, dang girl, every day you're doing something, something. And so- I think it's one of those things you just take with a grain of salt, kind of being honest with yourself, being like, this is just the society we live in now. And this is just how it is, which I think for me is helpful, too. I'm like, I like to be bluntly, bluntly honest. Is that even a word? Honestly blunt. There we go. Honestly <laughs> blunt with myself. Where it's just like, this is just, this is, this is society right now. Social media is at the helm of it. And while it has its bad, it also has its good. I've learned a lot of information from social media, like That's a lot true. of new stuff where I'm like, oh, I never would have known that. You know, if I did not see a tweet about it, if I didn't see somebody post an Instagram about it, like I recently found out something. I was like, never heard of this thing happening. Mm-hmm. And somebody has shared it. And I was like, huh, now I'm informed about this particular thing. And so, I mean, I think with anything, the good and the bad, the sand, sanity, sanity and insanity of anything it all. Anything that can be good can be evil. That's just what that is. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know. But yeah, and just like staying staying honest with yourself and just having that self-awareness where it's like, oh, this doesn't feel good. So I'm uh, going to check it out. out. I'm going to open Audible instead of Instagram (laughs) and listen to a good book or listen to podcasts. Like podcasts for me is like another form of social media lately because I'm like, I can still listen to conversations, but in a more controlled way where it's like, I'm interested in this combo or these speakers and know that I like might have a similar point of view, or if we have different points of view, it's coming from a place that's more informative than, you know, making me feel away. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So just whatever avenue is making you feel uplifted, go for that, please. Because your mental health is the key to everything in life. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, finding out what works for you. Yep. Well, guys. And therapy. therapy. (laughs) Um, Better help hit us up for season two. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and joining us on this journey. I can't believe that season one is complete, but we'll have more. We got some video coming. Yeah, we want to give you all visuals. Yeah, but if there's anything else that you (laughs) would like or any specific kind of conversations that we've touched on in season one that you feel like more of this, we are definitely down for that. So hit us up, DM, comment, whatever. And we are very excited to talk to you next season. This is kind of sad. Is it? I am. I like sitting right here and talking to y'all. Oh, we'll be back. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) 
we're, we're literally going to be back. We will be back, but you know, it just feels like it's going to be a minute. Okay, fine. It might be a little while. I mean, like a couple months. That's okay. Months. No, it won't really be, though, in our time now. But when we well, that's true. It, that's true. yeah, it won't be, it won't be that long. <laughs> oh, right. That's true. Anyway, Aww. either way, thanks y'all for hanging out with us this season. And we'll see y'all in season two. We will see y'all later. Bye. Bye.